0: Back chat.
1: Malcolm Turnbull announced that the laws of math do not apply here.
0: <laughs> one of my favourite brands of comedy aerial is brown people and black people <gasps> making fun of white people.
1: Senators have been dropping like flies recently.
0: Shouting out the fact that in the Knowles-Carter family, women just have one name. Back chat. On FBI Radio. Yes,
2: indeed, you are listening to Back Chat on FBI Radio, the freshest wrap of news and current affairs on your radio. I'm Swetha Das, and with me in the studio is our EP Natalie Sekolovska. Yes. Yeah, so today on the show, we are speaking to
3: Greens MP for Newtown Jenny Long about the new proposed changes to rental laws in New South Wales, as well as the need for pill testing at music events in the state. But Swetha, before we do that.
2: Let's go back to 2003. (laughs) I'll set the scene. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Baggy, Capri pants, and colorful tights are in. Tennis superstar Leighton Hewitt has just smashed young upstart Roger Federer at the Davis Cup. Despite being only three years into the 2000s, we've already seen the heist of the century when Shannon Noll was robbed in the Australian Idol Finals. I didn't write this. (laughs) I disagree (laughs) with that. Which gave winner Guy Sebastian a launching pad to release. Angels brought me here, earning him a spot at the top of the ARIA charts and a place in our hearts.
3: And... Another thing that happened as well, a little radio station called FBI started up and today is a very special episode of Back Chat where we are celebrating 15 years of FBI radio. Crazy. 15 years. I know. It's a long time. Well, Swetha, I've got
2: a question for you. Yes. So where were you 15 years ago? Um, Well, I was um, a fetus because I'm that young. Correct, Nat? Yeah, that's me too. <laughs> um, I was, I think I was like seven. And actually have, I have, I'm bringing up the Shannon uh Guy Sebastian thing. I just remembered when I was in primary school, I don't know, it was like the hot thing to talk about Australian Idol. And my teacher went around the classroom and was like, tell me who you're supporting, Shannon or Guy Sebastian. And I said Shannon Um And she was like, why are you supporting Shannon Guy Sebastian's part Indian. Oh my God. <laughs> No way. <laughs> that? that did not happen. Yeah, it happened. Oh so my that, God. That was me 15 years ago. Um, I don't know if that was racist, but you know, it happened. Oh my God. And that's God. my story. Um, Where were you 15 years ago now? 15 years ago, I was
3: probably, yeah, in the same boat as you. So I I was about eight years old. I think I was in year three. Aww. So I've got a school story as well. Oh yeah. I was such a goody two shoes back in primary school and even high school and even uni. Still to this day. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know, we know. But um, yeah, so that was the first that year was the first and last time I actually got detention and it was over the stupidest thing as well because so I left my homework at school, which meant I couldn't do it overnight. And then I came the next morning and my teacher was like, Where's your homework? And I didn't want to tell her and she got really upset at me and she gave
2: me detention. This story sucks. Yeah, I mean, I know. I hate the story. No, but it was terrible. I was in deta- I, my story is that I've been in detention for 15 years.
3: <laughs> oh my Did God. you have to sit under a bell, though? We had a bell, a bell outside where everyone could see you and I had to sit under the bell. I think this is Catholic schools. No, Anglic- it's
2: Anglican. Anglican schools, my terrible. God. terrible. It traumatised <laughs> me. So, um, speaking of trauma, why are we talking about Uh, What we were doing 15 years ago. It's because we are celebrating FBI coming into this world 15 years ago. Now, FBI Radio has been putting Sydney music, art, and culture front and center. We've grown up alongside so many brilliant artists, musicians, and broadcasters and have devoted ourselves year in, year out to amplifying their voices and championing their work. But it takes a village to raise a station, and we never would have made it to our Sweet 15 without the help of our phenomenal supporters. It's our supporters who who help keep the lights on, the broadcast strong, and the station independent. And we still need your help. That's why once or twice a year we pause regular programming to ask for your financial support. And today we are encouraging everyone listening into the show to sign up to support FBI Radio and exclusive news. I wish I had air horns. We have some <laughs> goddamn prizes for you all if you sign up to be a supporter in the next half hour. These are exclusive back chat prizes, call in 833 945 or sign up online fpiradio.com forward slash
3: support. Yeah, that's right. So we'll be announcing the winners of a Steinberg recording pack and a $50 voucher from Taramara Music at the end of the st- At the end of the show. So you should sign up if you want to go into the draw to win those prizes. Become
2: a supporter. Become a supporter. There's also some other prizes.
3: Yeah, there are some other prizes as well, which you can also go into the draw to win. So these are the overall prizes. So they are four VIP ticks to Laneway 2019, which is huge. One new Marrickville Yoga membership. Some sweet prizes from, well, some more from Tarimara Music,
2: uh, the Music and Booze Co Party Pass, Ooh. and a $1,000 Airbnb voucher. Please sign up so that you can take me to Laneway um, and the Marrickville Yoga. I want to come to. <laughs> <laughs> What's yoga like in Marrickville? I don't know. Uh, we want to give a shout out to someone who's already supported in this half hour, Donna from Wyoming. Thank you for supporting. If you'd like to enter the draw and become a supporter, call in on 833 22 or sign up online. FBIradio.com forward slash support
1: to show us all what a beep lying beep backstabbing beep treacherous beep beep she is thanks colin back chat your alternative to talk back
3: You're with Swetha Duss and Natalie Sekulovska on Backchat FBI Radio. And in the studio right now, we've got Jenny Leong, the Greens MP for Newtown. She'll be chatting to us about the new proposed changes to New South Wales rental laws, which will dramatically affect young renters in the state, as well as talking to us about the use of pill testing and music
0: festival. So thanks so much for joining us, Jenny. Thanks for having me and uh, congratulations, FBI, on 15 years.
3: (laughs) Thank you. So I guess to first start off with, we want to talk about the state's, the changes to the state's rental laws. Can you just run us through those changes to start with?
0: So years ago, it was a requirement of the government that they did a review of the Residential Tenancies Act in New South Wales, which is the act that provides the protection or lack of protection for renters in New South Wales. What we've seen just at the end of the last sitting week was the government has introduced the changes that they plan to make. Now, despite the fact that there's been a growing campaign to make renting fair, including support from 90 different organisations across New South Wales, the government has failed to uh, make the change, which would put an end to unfair no grounds evictions. That means that even though they're saying they're introducing laws to protect renters' rights, they're missing the main significant factor, which is to say that dodgy landlords shouldn't be able to kick tenants out for no reason. Now all the other changes are, are good and, and well, but if you don't have that fundamental change, then actually the, the rest are sort of you know window dressing, if you like, because the lack of security to renters is key.
3: Yeah, no, that's that's definitely a big change that you mentioned about no grounds eviction. Um, just for our listeners who might not know about the change, the changes that are being
0: proposed. Um, can you just run through those for us to start with? For sure. So one of the really positive things is they're going to put in some conditions around minimal sta- minimum standards for the habitability of rental properties. Now we, a couple of years ago, ran a uh, like Facebook chat group that I think probably got more coverage than anything else we've ever done, which was to ask people to share their rental horror stories. Uh, yeah, we didn't quite predict how massive that would have been. Uh, but yeah, people share everything from the lack of um, working ovens, facilities, toilets that don't flush, no hot water, mould, holes in the hallway, holes in the roof, landlords just rocking up for no reason um, in the middle of the night and letting themselves in. So basically what we see as a positive out of this bill is actually a change to the fact that they're going to put in some minimum standards for conditions. Now that includes things like a functioning bathroom, ventilation, dampness issues. What it doesn't include is a kitchen or any food preparation area. So we're going to move an amendment. That's one of the amendments we're going to make because, you know, I think people would probably say that's a fairly key minimum standard. Uh, And the other one is making sure that there's insulation because obviously heating and cooling is a big factor. And there's an importance to recognise the need for that. That's kind of one area that I think is really key. The other one, which looks amazing on its surface, is the idea of capping rents to once per year. So basically saying that you can ha- can't can have your rent raised but if, um, apart from one, once a year, so once in a 12 month period. Now that on its surface looks really good. The concern we have is it's linked to the tenancy, not the property. So that means that what we might see is dodgy or greedy landlords, once again, I appreciate that some landlords good, but lots of them are just out to make a quick buck, might just start offering 10 or 11 month leases. So then they can change the tenancy over and then put up the rent again, even though it means that they can do it. So they might offer shorter leases at a time when we want people to have more security. So another amendment that the Greens... I'm going to move, and I'll be moving, is to actually say the limit on rent increases to every 12 months should be linked to the property, not to the tenancy, to stop that idea of people just having shorter leases as a way of landlords being able to put up the rent multiple times a year.
2: Fascinating. I think it's going to be so interesting to see the loopholes people are going to find in these amendments, because they sound really great, but there's definitely going to be a ton of loopholes, as you mentioned.
0: Absolutely. The other big one that is missing completely is the fact that we don't recognise now that there are so many many people that rent in New South Wales and it's their permanent home like that's where people live young people right there are more families more children living in rental accommodation than ever before Um, and what we see is that basically no pet clauses which is a big one for people that want to be able to have pets Mm -hmm. there's now like you know two million people in New South Wales that are excluded from officially being allowed to have pets because there's so much strict regulation around no pets clauses we'll be moving changes to say that people we need to recognize the shift in reality where people are living in rental properties as their long-term homes, and so therefore they should be able to have pets. We shouldn't just rule out a whole you know, class of people that they can't have pets. But is it difficult to balance the
2: priorities of landlords and tenants? It the,
0: depends. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think it depends completely on our approach to housing. Now, from my perspective, housing is a human right. Housing is there first and foremost to provide someone with a safe, secure place to call home. If your priority is to say that housing is there to make people money that invest in housing, then yeah, the the balance is hard to make. But to me, that's not even an argument or a thing that we need to balance. First and foremost, housing is a place that people should be able to call their home and we need to put those priorities first. And when you look back to the health of a community, the idea of having in the electorate of Newtown that I represent, there's 50% of people rent their homes. Mm -hmm. Now that kind of movement and shift in terms of communities changes the way that kids are going to their local school or not. It changes how people are participating in their community garden how active they are in local residence groups, other activities that actually have a huge impact in terms of how people are able to participate in our communities. We want strong community engagement, but we can only have that if people feel like they're permanently connected to an area.
3: Yeah, you mentioned no grounds eviction, which is really interesting because it's not part of the changes, <coughs> the proposed changes. So what's the deal with that? What do you want to see change when it comes to no grounds eviction?
0: Well, the deal with why it's not in there is probably because we have a cabinet full of uh, older uh, cabinet members that all are landlords rather than renters. Uh, the the reason why it's not in there is because I don't think they understand uh, that uh, renting is now a reality for so many people, they're out of touch completely. In terms of what the change would be, it would mean that you can only get kicked out of your home if the landlord has a valid reason. Now, what that means is we have seen time and time again, if your oven's not working, if you've got a big hole in your roof, if you've got too much mould on your walls, that if you raise that issue with the real estate agent and you take up your rights to be able to advocate, to say this isn't habitable and I want this fixed, that often what we see is that the landlord will use the no grounds of powers that they have to retaliate against tenants that are standing up for their rights and want their maintenance fixed. Mm. So actually by putting an end to no grounds evictions the amendment we'll be moving will be saying we don't want to give that retaliation power to the landlord we want to protect tenants by saying if the place is not habitable they should be able to raise those concerns without risk of fear of eviction.
2: Yo, it's with us and Natalie Sekulovska on Backchat. And we've got Greens MP for Newtown, Jenny Leong, in this studio with us right now. She's been talking about the new changes to New South Wales rental laws. And we want to move on to another issue that's affecting young people in the state. It's pill testing. Now, two young people have died at the Defcon Festival last weekend. And it's raised a debate about drug use at music festivals. But even after the success of pill testing at Groove in the Moo, In Canberra earlier this year, the Gladys Berejiklian government is opposing the use of pill testing at festivals and music events. Now, what do you think about the state's government opposition to pill testing?
0: We, we have to take a harm minimisation approach when it comes to people's use of drugs. We know that people are going to continue to use drugs and we know that the war on drugs and the idea of just simply expecting that everybody is going to ever abstain forever on using any kind of illegal drug is just not a reality. What we need to do is recognise that we should not have tragic deaths as a result of people using these drugs and we should be doing whatever we can whatever we can with our powers to be able to try and make it safer for people that are going to take those risks to be able to do it in a way that they're informed about what's happening we know that the evidence is in when it comes to pill testing we've seen the trials in other places it's something the greens are absolutely supportive of and what we know is that actually the the contradiction between what is a harm minimization approach and the very very tough law and order approach that we through the use of sniffer dogs and other things by the New South Wales police are in complete contradiction to each other. The stories that you hear of people overdosing or putting their health at risk because they see sniffer dogs and they're carrying drugs on them is just really, really concerning. So things like amnesty bins, things like being able to look at pill testing are all important factors that we need to be looking at. But first and foremost, the idea that we say that these drugs are so dangerous that we can't have pill testing is a complete contradiction because in actual fact, if they are so dangerous, we should be finding out what's in them. So young people, people that are going to these festivals can be informed about the risks that they're putting themselves in and then make an informed decision as to whether they want to take that risk. In many cases, I'm sure most people would say no way if they heard the kind of you know, things that were in the pills that they were wanting to take.
3: Definitely. Yeah, so just so our listeners, um, you know, are clear on this point, so the green stance is that you want to see pill testing rolled out across music festivals. Absolutely.
0: We, we have a clear position in relation to pill testing. We also have a very clear position more generally on the idea of harm minimization. What we... What we want to see is an approach that removes the idea of drug use, that removes the idea of the use of drugs by people as something that is seen solely as a law and order issue. We need to see it as a health issue. We need to see it as a society and a well-being issue. Those are the, um, Those are the ways that we need to approach this. And clearly in New South Wales, we're not seeing that. And partly it's because we're seeing just a complete lack of will from the government or the opposition to stand with where the rest of the community is at and recognise that first and foremost we want to be minimising the harm to people that are in these situations and we need to be doing this in a way that's actually making sure that people are informed about what's going on and not putting our heads in the sand and pretending that it's not going to happen and it's going to go away.
2: Definitely. Now I'm going to jump to another topic very quickly. Uh, Could you tell us a bit more about what's happening with the marine parks in New South Wales?
0: Yeah so one of the things we're seeing by this New South Wales state government is a complete Um, absolute um, disregard for anything in terms of environmental protections and they announced the idea of running a community consultation on the idea of marine sanctuaries and we know that marine parks and marine sanctuaries work. They build resilience in terms of our um, uh, water environments and our oceans that protect us from the the most damaging impacts of climate change and other things. Now we know this is the case. They're in the middle of a consultation and this shows the arrogance of the New South Wales Liberals across the board. Um, They're in the middle of a consultation and they're already ruling out certain Certain elements of that consultation because they're getting pressure from the likes of the Shooters and Fishers and other conservative forces in New South Wales. It's a clear example where we see the vested interests of the Liberals wanting to hold power being of more interest to them than it is the actual interest of the community and the consultation process is going on. Marine Parks is just the latest one of those but we saw it with greyhounds, we've seen it with so many things, the backflips are endless and it's because they're caving in to the conservative forces and not listening to the community.
2: I like These are things that I have not seen in the mass media, so I'm so glad that you've spoken to us about this. You know, our listeners are really interested to hear more about um, rental laws, and we got a text in actually asking you a question. They asked, are the new rental laws also covering people in government housing? Um, and they're like, is it
0: because we have no rights that they're not going to cover us? Yeah, so this review of the Residential Tenancies Act specifically looked at people living in private rental accommodation Mm. but a lot of the work we have been doing has been around people living in public housing and the big challenge we have in public housing, the electorate of Newtown includes a lot of public housing areas and we work really closely with public housing tenants and the groups that support public housing tenants. These changes are actually not specifically relevant in many ways because we're talking about private rental in terms of the rental increases and those things. The things that we need to look at in terms of public housing is just a massive investment in maintenance. There has been a complete underinvestment in maintenance by the government. You would have to say as dodgy as private landlords are in New South Wales, the New South Wales government is by far the dodgiest landlord when it comes to not meeting their expectations on maintenance repairs for public housing tenants. That needs to change. The way we put that pressure on is to say we want a huge investment in maintenance for public housing tenants, but also we need to stop the contracting out of those services to private contractors that don't have any obligation to actually fix the problem, they put band-aid solution, band-aid fixes and then from there those people aren't looked after and aren't treated with respect some of the people living in public housing are the most vulnerable folks in our society. They need our support and our care. They don't need endless hours waiting on a maintenance line. Your listeners would probably know lots about waiting on the line to Centrelink yeah. for various things. I can tell you from experience of both worlds and hearing people's stories, the maintenance hotlines in New South Wales can often run longer as a wait time than the Centrelink uh, helpline, so-called helpline, I should say.
3: Yeah, it's definitely an issue that's affecting younger people especially our listeners, so we'll definitely have to you know, keep updated with these and thank you so much again for coming in and talking to us. We just have one question before we do move on. So here on FBI Radio we are celebrating 15 years on air and we just wanted to know where were you 15 years ago in 2003?
0: In 2003 I was studying at Sydney University and I just um, made a decision sort of between the crossover of 2003 to 2004 to join the Greens. Um, It was a conversation that I had at a a pub on King Street where someone was telling me that I should stop ranting about what was going on and actually get active in politics. And yeah. so I decided that I would take a step and um, I joined the Greens. And so in 2004 was the first time they sort of actively participated in anything to do with the Greens. But I have to do a thing to say that five years ago exactly today, they announced the seat of Newtown as the new seat that was um, created. So I, I appreciate your 15-year one, but I'm having a special <laughs> little five-year anniversary oh, to myself so in nice. the electorate of <laughs> Newtown. Oh,
2: that's so great. Thanks for coming on today.
3: Thanks really so for having it. me. Lots to think about. Yep, that was Greens MP for Newtown Jenny Leong chatting to
2: us about the new changes to the state's rental laws. That's right, 15 years ago Jenny decided to become a Greens member and FBI Radio was born and because of this we want to celebrate it by asking you to become a financial supporter because FBI is completely run by volunteers and your donations are what helps us continue to create Quality content for free. Backchat listeners who sign up as a supporter go into the run to win some amazing prizes. We'll be announcing the winners of a Steinberg recording pack and a $50 voucher from Taramara Music at the end of the show. I um, also just realized I'm not a supporter (laughs) of FBI Radio, so I'm actually going to sign up right now uh, (laughs) when we play a song. Um, And I'm going to take away your fantastic prizes. So... um Sign up? Yeah, you better sign up so you can become a supporter by calling
3: 833 22945 or visiting fbiradio.com slash support. Stay tuned because Sweather and I are going to be quizzed by our producer Cam after this 2003 banger from Missy Elliott. This is Work It.
1: It is absolutely laughable. The woman's off her trade.
2: Back Chat, your alternative to Talk Talk Back. Yes, you're listening to Backchat on FBI radio, and that was the banger, Missy Elliott's work it from 15 years ago. Now, why specifically is Backchat obsessed with 2003? It's because we're celebrating 15 years of our beloved FBI radio station. Yeah, that's
3: right. FBI radio is run completely by volunteers and we rely on your gracious financial support to keep the station running. To get you all signing up, we have some exclusive prizes for chat listeners. We'll be announcing the winners of a Steinberg recording pack and a $50 voucher from Taramara Music at the end of the show. So sign up if you want to go into the draw. Uh, you can call in to sign up as an FBI radio supporter on 833 22945 or you can sign up online
2: fbiradio.com support that's right you have about five minutes three minutes to be in the draw for these prizes so sign up hurry up call in (laughs) do it please don't (laughs) let me down please we need um chat to win right yeah that's right (laughs) um right now okay we're obsessed with 2003 and right now to test our knowledge of this year we have our producer cameron wilson in the studio Good morning, Cam. Good morning. You're looking very sombre. I'm wondering how this... That's
1: this because I'm entirely focused on this quiz. Okay, I'm really God. excited for <laughs> it. It's
2: so much pressure. So, <laughs> is there um, any stakes involved?
1: Of course. There are, the stakes are extremely high. Uh, so, we have agreed before the show that the loser out of you two will be putting up an embarrassing photo of yourself from 2003 so I, I mean, don't
2: have embarrassing photos uh, from 2003 I, don't know, I, I peaked <laughs> into that I was a hot seven year old
1: uh, uh, um, okay we'll let that one we'll go but, uh, right. yeah you will say so okay so uh, we'll give you guys buzzers so um, Nat maybe you want to be drive so if you know the answer you say drive and then you will What's say uh, subscription so do you want to test your buzzers
2: okay subscription Drive.
1: Great. Perfect. Why is mine Perfect. longer? Uh, look, you'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's start off with, uh, we're going back to 2003. What was the name of Delta Grudgeon's debut album released in 2003?
3: Drive. I think no. this is going to be wrong because I think it might have been called named after her song, her well-known
2: song, but I don't know. Born to Try. Whoa.
1: Incorrect. You've got oh a free quick no. Is it
2: like fly away or some <laughs> random <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it was not. Uh, so you've both been awarded no points. The correct answer was Innocent Eyes. Squally, oh my god, so- is that's
2: that her other song? Is that a song?
1: it. I don't there's even so many bangers it. on it. Um is my favourite, just by the way, but okay. anyway. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Um Who won their first of three gold logies in 2003? Drive. Yes, now.
3: I'm gonna say, uh, what's his name? Um, Rove McManus.
1: That is correct. Oh! <laughs> uh, John Henry Michael McManus, commonly known as a Rove. Uh, oh look, my god! That was at his wow, peak that was of his a powers. Matt, you know that. That was that.
2: really good. I was thinking, like, <laughs> Bert Newton or something.
1: Actually, fun fact. Rove McManus kissed Bert Newton on air for $10,000. That's a point. Oh, my God. That's that, a point. Come you on. You didn't say that. You just said <laughs> someone's name. That's minus a point. Uh, so, Nat's on one point <laughs> and brothers <laughs> on negative one. Uh, okay. But he, the, luckily, the last question is worth 15 points. Oh, my one God. One for every year.
2: Okay. I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm going to win.
1: On the 28th of November, 2003... Mark Latham was defeated by Kim Beasley by two votes to become the leader of the Labor Party. Who was the leader who resigned?
2: What? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> it, I understand that this is a political show. Yeah. But...
1: He's he was, one of the most boring people in politics.
2: So he's still in politics?
1: He's No, he's actually currently the uh, chairman of the Livestock Exporters Council. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Neighbor party. Um, uh, his do first I name guess, is. I'll give I you don't a, know. Do you want to
2: hint? No. hint his first name Simon. What? Oh my god! No, we don't know. No, <laughs> <laughs> this is
1: so bad. Okay, the correct answer was Simon Crane.
2: I don't know who that the is. The
1: most boring person in politics.
2: <laughs> there was uh,
1: there was an article written in 2002, which is Could the Lack of Cool Be the New Cool in Politics about him? Uh, and it was absolutely not correct. Um, <laughs> also, funnily enough, Kim Beasley was, uh, he mistakenly um, said, uh, w- so, you know, Rover Manners, he had a wife who died, Belinda Emmett, uh, and Kim Beasley, who Mark Latham defeated, said um, he sent his condolences. M- uh, not to Rove McManus, but to Carl Rove, the American <laughs> diplomat, oh he said when he heard about it. So uh, 2003 was a wild time. A wild year. I so am wild. going to uh, tally up the scores, okay, which was uh, very easy to do. And the winner was Nat. Congratulations.
3: Yay. <laughs> <laughs> what is the negative Ooh. points? <laughs> That's okay. You know what? I'll still put my photo up, though. And then we can have a competition for the cutest. 7 slash 8 I year said old. I was the
2: hottest seven-year-old. Okay. All right, <laughs> okay. the hottest. Okay. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Cam, for talking to us today. Uh, as we have mentioned, we are asking you guys to sign up to be a financial supporter to FBI Radio, and if you signed up in the past hour, you were in the draw to win some chat exclusive prizes. We're going to draw out who is our winner right now. Drumroll. Mm-hmm. And the winner is... Steven from Unclear. Woo! Yay, go Steven. Go Steven, you are the winner of a Steinberg recording pack. But of course, we have a second prize and the second prize goes to
1: <laughs>
2: Donna from Wyoming. No, Yay, Donna. You are the winner of a $50 uh, Voucher from Taramaya Music. Get recording. That's awesome. That's and so yeah. good. Oh man. Um awesome. that's all that's all we have the show today. Thank you so much for supporting Backchat, FBI Radio, um, and this uh, wild episode. I know, and a big
3: thanks to Jenny Leong, our guest who came into the studio this morning, and thanks to our producers Kem Wilson in the studio with us. Also no worries. and Amelia <laughs> Zhao, who is in the producing
2: booth. Yeah, she's actually laughing at me. <laughs>
3: uh, thanks for listening to the show. You can listen to our podcast on the FBI Radio website and iTunes. We'll leave you with a track from Retiree. This is Pumice Stone.